Hi, and welcome to White Hat versus Black Hat SEO Show. My name is Josh Collage Graduate Bashisky, and with me I have my esteemed Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler. Oh, and I got to mute it. Damn it! Darn, <laughs> <laughs> oh, forgot to mute it. And with me I have my Black Hat co-host, Clint Butler. Say hi there, Clint. Hi, everyone. Uh, we hope everyone's having a good day. Today it's rainy, and for me in Victoria anyway, but we have plenty of beer and SEO knowledge for you. If you've never seen the show before, this is a show where we debate the merits of white hat versus black hat SEO. We share with you all the latest uh, tips and tricks of white hat and black hat SEO. Um, today, we're going to be going over some of the best kept secrets in SEO and white hat SEO and black hat SEO. And then later on in the show, we're going to entertain your SEO questions. And if you have a site you want us to look at, we could even maybe slip in a little high level site audit for you. Just do a quick little peek to see if we can see anything wrong with it. Maybe we can help you out. Uh, if you want to do that, uh, go ahead and ask your questions in the chat. Uh, we also have MRC Calgary SEO Consulting with us uh, asking questions in the internal chat, which we'll answer in a bit as well. Uh, and if you have any questions for us to ask in the chat, if you're watching live on YouTube, put a few asterisks before it so I make sure I can see it. Um, with that in mind, I'm going to go right over to the segment we usually start with, with what's new in SEO. Uh, there's not a lot new. In SEO, <laughs> it's it's kind of the same. No, nothing nothing that I noticed this week has come out. Not a lot of stuff, but I do have some new results in my SEO testing. I'd like to share with you. And Clint, if you have anything new to talk about, by all means, you could bring it up. But I'm going to share, share my screen here. Pretty much running the same thing you did. There's not a whole lot of new, fresh content being put out, or you know, new stuff being shared. It's all the same stuff rewritten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this week was kind of us. A spin week. They're spinning it this week. So I did have some new test results. Very interesting. So um, you might recall from a, a couple of weeks ago, one of my apprentices, uh, Mads, I believe it was who did this one for me. If you want to be an apprentice of mine and help me with SEO experiments, email me and I might be able to uh, hook you up to my apprentice program. Uh, the email is joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Uh, he did an experiment for me where we heard as a rumor in the SEO industry and Clint, you can tell me if you've ever heard this rumor before, that if you put a Wikipedia outlink in your page, that that is a positive signal and you might get a slight boost from that. Have you ever heard that before, Clint? I've heard that claim. I've also seen like real world data showing that when you put a, that link in there now, it's actually kind of bad for you uh, in some cases. So, Well, it's interesting you should say that <laughs> because we did the test <laughs> and look what happened. <laughs> On January 29th, it. we made the link, and on the 30th, it was spidered, and hmm, it didn't seem to have a very positive effect on my test page. <laughs> what do you have to say about that? You know, I've seen that uh, in the real-world examples. A lot of people, when they first figured out the outbound authority links concept, uh, and then the natural... Uh, obvious choice was to do Wikipedia. So a lot of softwares and tools plugged Wikipedia in and then then um, I think this is just Google's result uh, from it. So it doesn't, uh, to me, I think it's just, you know, that's lazy SEO ruined something that was working really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, thanks guys. <laughs> and then those black hatters, you know, we scared the hell out of it. Now there's your there's your result now. In, in the old days, I would have expected that would have been reversed. I would try that again with another uh, authority account, a different kind. 
Yeah, that's uh, it's interesting you would say that. I wonder if there's a specific reason why you're saying that. <laughs> but a few people in the chat have asked to join the Hangout, so I thought, well, why not? As long as you promise to behave yourselves so I don't have to go and edit the video later on, uh, then go ahead and join. So I put the actual Hangout uh, URL to join in, in the chat, in the YouTube chat, so you can join us if you like and ask any questions that you might have. Uh, for your SEO, uh, and in the next segment, uh, we'll do that after this next uh, next segment. The next segment we're going to do is what we promised, is the best kept secrets in white hat and black hat SEO. And so uh, let's see if Clint and I can open up the SEO box here, the little Pandora's box of SEO secrets, <laughs> and, um, and see if we can share a little bit of the best kept secrets, because we've been in this industry for, oh, ever. And we've heard just about every rumor, and we know just about every secret there is to know uh, between our two con our contacts between ourselves. So let's see if I can open up uh, some. So in the chat, if you want to type in what you think some of the best kept SEO secrets are, uh, and uh, ask us uh, ask us any dirty little secret you ever want to know about SEO, and you're too afraid to ask, go ahead and ask it in the chat right there, and Clint and I will try and answer it for you. While you're doing that, I'll start it off. Um, so you know this whole myth between this this whole idea between white hats and black hats, it is essentially a myth. <laughs> there is really at the end of the day, there's very very few. Here's a little dirty secret. Uh, even though I'm a white hat SEO, I'll tell you the truth. And I mean, Clint, I'm not telling you anything you don't, don't even know. But for people watching, there are very very few true white hat SEOs because at the end of the day, buying links is both black hat because it's against Google's rules. And it's quite often something offering money in, in return for getting links back is quite often uh, something you need to do all the time. You know, I'm not saying I do it for any of my clients, but I'm saying that for the majority of white hat SEOs who say they're white hat, if you look into their backlink profiles, you see some anchors that look pretty purchased. And if you go to these kind of conferences, these SEO conferences, and you talk with these people, you find out on a fairly regular basis that, yeah, they're buying links as well. And it's an, in fact, uh, Sugar Ray said, she's a well-known white hat SEO. She's been in the industry forever. And she said, quite frankly, buying links has been industry standard practice since the beginning. And so uh, there's a little secret for you. So where would you buy these links? How would you buy these links? What kind of links? Well, that really depends kind of on what's going on. Uh, you definitely don't want to buy any kind of links that are going to look obviously purchased uh, or that are placed in a purchase area like the sidebar or the footer. I mean, it's not to say that those links don't work or you can't do that. I'm just saying to be white hat and full risk mitigation, you want to make sure that Google team doesn't see this. Uh, you don't want to buy a link that says sponsored. Uh, if it's going to say sponsored, you better have a nofollow beside it. You don't want to buy a link in the sidebar or the footer. Uh, and <laughs> yes, Derek, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, I say it is so. And uh, uh, you want to make sure... Uh, you know, I would have used to say you wouldn't want to buy links from like a blog, uh, a blogspot, or a WordPress.com, and you probably don't want to buy those links because they're just not worth the money. But uh, after doing uh, a, a series of testing, Clint and I have tried negative SEO tests. Kyle from SIA, I was just on a call with him earlier today. He's tried the negative SEO. He pointed 500,000 dirty Web 2.0 links at a page trying to do negative SEO, and we just can't do it. Every time we point Web 2.0 links at a page, it ranks. It ranks for a week, then it goes up and down for a couple weeks, and then it ranks solid for weeks. So um, 
so that's a dirty uh, just a couple of dirty little secrets that uh, 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 quite frankly most white hat SEOs are not actually white hat SEOs I mean being a white hat SEO that the definition for me is kind of being the kind of uh, usually taking the white hat tactics first and always extolling risk mitigation but that's such a broad definition that that would include half the black hat world too probably Clint, wouldn't it yeah honestly I think is it since the white hat versus black hat argument started that bar of where those two lines cross is, is certainly different. I think nowadays it's really the only real difference between you and me is the a leveraging of automation and scale is really what it is. We're, all, we're both doing the exact same thing. I'm just doing a whole lot more of it than you are. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, when it comes to uh, doing the linking stuff, mm -hmm. and then on page, I think we're all pretty much all we're all in line. I think the only the only difference that would make it a true black hat versus a white hat is someone that's doing uh, hacking and code injections and all that other madness. And really, at that point, that's not SEO. That's you know, you're just being a criminal. <laughs> right. Yeah. That hacking technically is illegal in most first world countries. Uh, so yes, um, there's there's a dirty little secret kind of on the white hat side. What's a dirty little secret on the black hat side there, Clint? You know, I think a lot of the people who claim to be black hats really aren't in the sense of the true term. Uh, you know, like Holly, she's a true black hat. But when you yes. compare her and I, there's you know she'll do things that I wouldn't even bother. Even, I wouldn't even consider. <laughs> uh, I have no desire to go to jail, and Holly <laughs> <Yes>. has <laughs> gives two less than two. You know, you can finish that statement, uh, and she, and she'll go for it. Yeah. Uh, so, I think a lot of people that are credited or labeled with the black hat term really aren't, because uh, in the at the end of the day, uh, we're all pretty much doing the same thing. And then again, unless you're cookie stuffing or dropping pixels and and that kind of level of, of coding uh, that a person like Holly and those real true black hats are doing then you know we're you know I just say that you know for me I wear the black hat label because you know I'm not the goody two shoes white hat type <laughs> you know I'm not gonna follow Google blindly and if they say typically what I found is if they say something doesn't work and I go test it and it does so uh, if that makes me a black hat in the eyes of the SEO world, then so be it. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, MRC SEO Consulting assets. They're on the hangout here. Do you guys, do you guys get your microphone working yet? If you did, you can ask voice wise. Otherwise, I just I'll read it out. It doesn't really matter. Uh, uh, yes, ask a couple. Hi there, Kazar. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. And you? <clears throat> I'm doing great. Do you want to ask your question? Yes. Uh, can I show my size? So I want to show you that I rank some keyword on only on page without the links. Sure. So yeah. I am going. I am going to move on the off page. So I am very worried about uh, that. Should before I need to get backlink, I which matrices I should to check the uh, on that side where I am getting the links. So this is my link. Some keywords are ranked only by on page. So, what's your question? 
my question is i am going to get the backlink so which matrices i should check before to get the backlink from the sites oh i see okay uh well that's a good question so here's some more dirty little seo secrets um so like i said uh the google does a really good job in scaring us and not acquiring links um, yes. but really the truth is that most of the time it's it's okay I'm going to put some big asterisks on that statement because there's some cases in which it's not. I mean, you definitely wouldn't want to spend any money on links that come from a site that uh, looks clearly like it's spun or it's been filtered by Google. You wouldn't want to buy sidebar footer links just not worth the money because Google's probably discounting those links. Um, the best kind of links are the ones that have plausible deniability that are that seem organic. So um, quite frankly, uh, links from a newspaper or a really high profile blog, a very high quality blog with real authors and a real readership. Uh, if you can manage to find links on those kinds of web properties, um, however you do that, uh, <laughs> that's usually what I kind of want to go for and that's kind of the linking profile that, that I would want. You mentioned you have a site here that you are ranking without links. That's a good point to mention. And here's another little dirty secret from the industry. You don't necessarily need links. Um, it depends on the niche. Uh, there's a lot of niches where you'll be quite surprised that the, the PA and DA is quite low, I mean, compared to, say, 10 years ago, for example. Uh, and so when I say I'm a white hat, what I mean is what I'll do is I'll take every ranking strategy I can, such as on-page, uh, you know, proper internal linking structure, proper on-page uh, setup, proper keyword research, proper keyword uh, optimization on pages, and then uh, proper conversion uh, uh, analysis, uh, conversion optimization to make sure that the traffic is converting, whatever the traffic yeah. happens to be. If it's information page, they can find the information they want. If it's a, if it's a e-commerce page, they can make a purchase very quickly and easily. I'll make sure that the, 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 otherwise I'll make sure all the technical stuff is in order. The, it's HTTPS. It's got schema. It's super super fast, right? With all that done properly, you can actually quite often rank pages without having to buy any links or acquire any links or do any kind of um, uh, uh, more risky kind of endeavors. Uh, but again, um, not it's not going to work in every niche. There's plenty of niches that, that uh, you are going to eventually have to have some kind of uh, link juice to compete with the people who are there. Yes, got it. So it means that uh, the user interface is a big part of this game. Yes, uh, for me, it definitely is. I mean, for those who've watched the show for a while, you've seen my testing where we've pointed traffic at pages and the, the traffic will boost pages rank. Uh, there's plenty of correlations to show that when you turn off Facebook ads, your, your rankings take a hit as well. And so that's because the traffic is happy, I think. If the traffic is unhappy, uh, we definitely see all kinds of pages with uh, poor uh, uh, conversion optimizations that, that go down on a, uh, on a regular basis. I was just talking with Kyle from SEO Intelligence Agency today. If you want to know more about uh, SIA, uh, the link is in the description for this video on YouTube. You can check out SIA. They've done over 160 SEO experiments to date. Uh, a lot of the same ones I've done. We've, we've, we've done the same test, compared results. Clint and I are both members. and. Um, uh, we're trying to find a way, we're, we're trying to think of a way to, one, send negative traffic. We can't find a way to send negative traffic. All traffic seems to help, one. Two, we're trying to do more testing where um, 
where we bounce off of pages and the final page that gets the traffic, that's the one that gets the boost. So it's not like if you're got, you got traffic bouncing off your page, that's not negative per se in and of itself. It's only negative in the fact that they're going to click some of the result and those guys are going to get the conversion and they're going to get a better quality score and these guys are going to get a slightly worse quality score. So then factored in with content and links, you might be able to surpass them. So okay. uh, I definitely think there's more than enough proof out there if you've been paying attention to, to think that's the case. Clint, would you agree with that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure, sure. <laughs> Let's see what else we got here going on in the chat. What other questions do you guys have for us? Uh, Marco asks, last episode you guys talked a little bit about PDF files used in ranking. Can we elaborate a bit on that? Well, I think it was Clint who mentioned something about PDF files. Is it possible that Clint could throw us some hints or chicken bones or smoke screens or smoke signals or like special hand signals or something at us? So I, you know, a lot of people, have, yeah, a lot of people have been kind of forgetting about some obvious old school techniques for link building. Um, for example, if you're going to spend all this time to create, you know, two, three thousand word cornerstone content, which is the new catchphrase these days for your website, turn that into a PDF and then share it on some of those high power PDF sharing sites. And you can even actually download or put those into, uh, you know, like those file managing sites you, you've seen around where your or your file sharing sites. Um, some of the torrent sites. If you if you want to get involved into it, you can actually turn those into EXEs and turn those in, and, and share those too. You know, a lot of those do pass on some decent link juice, uh, especially like this. What is that? Slide share and a couple of other of those bigger, bigger name um, document sharing sites. Uh, those do pass on link juice, and then the other benefit of that is it's another outreach for you especially if you're going to go the whole file sharing route because there's people on there that just download that crap all day long um and put your affiliate links in there and you can make a lot of money just dropping the affiliate links in there so yeah. <laughs> right and every other seo takes it from an rss feed and spins it puts it on all their blogs and you've got all these affiliate links from sites you, yeah. you don't even own <laughs> you've got ten thousand affiliate links out there right you know that's you know like today I don't even worry about if I was going to create a product, another product, I wouldn't even worry about people sharing it. I would just inject my affiliate links inside of the product. And then when you share it, you're going to share my affiliate links. I'll make money off of it one way or the other. So it's pretty much the same concept. You know, you're going to turn an article into a video, you're going to turn an article into a PDF, and turn an article into a Google Doc. Uh, and it's using that same piece of content to create more backlinks. Um, Typically, I wouldn't think that a white hat would do it uh, at, at scale uh, like I would do it, but you can certainly leverage it and stay within what is considered a reasonable promotion link profile uh, just by picking you know, 10, 15 of the good high DA sites to do that with uh, and still see really decent results. Plus, they're great tier one targets to send your spam at, uh, at the tier two. So. Right, right, right when you're building out your, your PBN, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, so that was a very interesting little tidbit from Clint. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. Only the best information and secrets here. Um, MRC SEO Consulting, uh, Calgary SEO Consulting, he doesn't have a microphone, but he did ask something in the chat. 
And it's a great question, and I'll read it out. It says, do you believe all that John Mueller tells you, Josh? Isn't that method a little 2015? Uh, yes, it would be. <laughs> and uh, so that's an, actually that's a very good question. And uh, because you asked me a, a bit of a, a scathing question, I'm going to give you a bit of an asshole response. And what, what I mean by that is I'm going to share my screen again with something I've shared a million times. <laughs> and, and some people are going to groan and roll their eyes, but this answers the question. Here is my chart of the evidence of SEO. <laughs> and Clint goes, oh, no, not this thing again. <laughs> and so to answer your question, yes, I listen to John Mueller, and I weigh his evidence accordingly at the fourth of, out of five ranks of, of evidence. So if that makes any sense, yes, of course I listen to jo what John Mueller says. Sometimes he drops some golden gems that I have also tested in single variable experiments or that do correlate highly with ranking. And so I start to have uh, one, two, and four levels of knowledge here. And I see in the field observations, I start to get all the levels of, of SEO knowledge going on a certain tactic or, or tip or trick. But yeah, I do listen to what he says. But like as I, as I say here in my chart, I rank it accordingly uh, to the bottom of the kind of quality of evidence. So does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Uh, John Turbo, I see you turned your mic off. Did you want to ask us a question, friend? Oh, I can't quite hear you there, bud. Uh, I barely hear you. It's like you're turned way, 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 way down. All right, John, while you work on your, your sound, we're going to move on here. Um, MRC responds in the chat that he was referring to the Wikipedia link, groan. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, that's that's the whole point, though, right? It's like all those levels, all those places you can find SEO knowledge, you've got to test them. So when I hear an SEO says, oh, I think this is a ranking factor, well, then I test it. When I hear Google says, oh, I think this is a ranking factor, well, then I test it. And then once I have a test that either affirms or denies, this is where we generate hypotheses. This is where we start to corroborate facts, right? So yeah, I mean, you listen to this. This show right now is at this level. You're hearing our opinion, and if I show you some experimental data, then then we've gone to this opinion, or if, or if Ted shows uh, some some correlation data, he goes to this opinion. But right now, you're getting from us hypotheses that are corroborated by by facts. The difference between us and and every other SEO show is that we have some facts to corroborate. <laughs> they don't. Right, the highest level they usually go for most of these other SEO shows. Quite frankly, all of them. I, I don't, except for Kyle's show. He does an SIA for private SIA members. I'm not aware of any other SEO show that exists. Clint, maybe you can think of one that has actually done the kind of single variable testing that we do on a regular basis. That the highest level of knowledge they got are in the field observations, and that's as good as a biologist looking at bees and thinking, oh, they only go to purple flowers. I never saw a bee go to a yellow flower. Therefore, bees only eat purple flowers. I mean, that's that's the level of 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 the value of that judgment. I hope I hope how wrong that was is just rings true to anyone listening to the show that that was a cause correlation fallacy there, and that's how we beat cause correlation fallacy is we do single variable experiments. So, I mean, I, I will take SEO knowledge from anywhere. If some bum on the street says, "Hey, dude." I think that this is going to be a new ranking factor. I'll go, hmm, really? Okay. And I'll store it away in here and I'll go test it later. Right? I'm 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 promiscuous when it comes to SEO knowledge. I'll go anyway. <laughs> Clint, can you think of anybody else who does single variable testing like we do? 
you know, I've been around in this industry for quite some time, and until SIA started, SEO testing wasn't even on the radar for people. They were just spewing their numbers and rehashing uh, the same numbers from before. The good guys were testing, they just weren't talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and now it's, you know, there seems to be a lot of people saying that they're testing. Uh, there's been a couple product launches claiming that they're testing and they're, you know, they're selling their, their information courses. So, mm -hmm. frankly, it's the, the people that I know of that are testing are the ones that, one, uh, stay hidden and they're not in public. Uh, and then two, SIA, uh, and you and a few other people that are actually sharing their legitimate test results and kind of just showing how they came across, came to that conclusion. So, yeah. You know, I think that that's what makes uh, SIA. That's what makes this this hangout uh, valuable. It's not only valuable to them as as viewers. It's valuable to me. I get you know ideas from the people and the comments that come in, and you know, looking at the PDF stuff. I do that stuff day to day, and I kind of take for granted that other people just aren't thinking about that kind of stuff. So, um, <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I learn as much as from the viewers as. Hopefully that I'm passing on to them. Yeah, no, uh, you're definitely passing on knowledge. Um, uh, yeah, I know why they're not doing testing because it's damn time consuming. <laughs> it and, is. <laughs> uh, I, I need to have four or five apprentices helping me do these tests. Otherwise, I probably with all the clients I have to deal with, I would have and all the affiliate sites I'm trying to rank, I would never and this show I'd never have time to, to do it. Um, yeah, so, but uh, it's interesting. An interesting point you mentioned about getting ideas from the people. We do get a sense of. Where the where the industry is at, and with the questions we keep getting asked, so that is actually very interesting as well. I know I I know I pay a lot of attention to what questions are being asked of John Mueller and how they're being asked whenever I watch his hangouts. So all right, John has unmuted himself. Perhaps he has a microphone. Survey says, nope. <laughs> I think he said, "Can I hear you?" No, 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 we can't. It sounds like this. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, sorry, man. Still can't make it out. You can type it in the chat here. I can read it out for you. Lord knows I love the sound of my own voice as everyone listening to the to the Hangout knows. Josh will gladly listen to his. Oh, yeah, Derek says that my beard trimming is becoming a work of art. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, as I said, I have, I have a very large, fragile ego. Any any compliments will be, will be good. Um, uh, Derek also said hidden content. He, he, he mentioned this when you're talking about Black Hat stuff there. Is hidden content really a thing anymore? I mean, I think they're reading the whole page. I don't think it's it's really useful. But, but what do you think? Is it a black hat thing? You know, they're reading the whole page, but I think what a lot of people have turned the hidden content into, you know, Derek's talking, you can do like, hide it in, what is it, comments, HTML comments. You can hide that stuff in there. And that's that's hidden content. And probably the way that Derek's talking about it, I'm, not, I'm just going to assume. Uh, but the way the white hat, uh, world turned it into is when people started using accordions and tabs and then they claim that that's they called that hidden content that's bad for SEO and we know for a fact that that's not because Google is reading the entire page um, and they're full of crap so I would I would use it I would, you know make landing pages uh, specifically if you want to rank a landing page you know Google's not going to rank a set of bullets in a form so use tabs and hide that content uh, in tabs or, or accordions or w whatever carousel if you want to uh, hide it and, and, and rank your page 
Would you prefer to have five separate pages on five related topics or one page with, with five tabs? It depends on the keyword and, and how uh, and how much value that one keyword is. If it's a really valuable keyword and the competition is hard, I'm going to optimize that one page for that one word. Hmm. Um, but if I can use H tags to get some related term rankings as well for those other you know smaller or low hanging fruit terms, then I'll do that. Uh, but I don't specifically go out to optimize one page for multiple terms. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I would agree. I would I would do more five pages than I would do one page with five terms, but one page with five sub related pages for sure. But at the end of the day, the page definitely has to be short enough that everyone can read it. I had a, a client call today, and they have a beautiful page. It's like three thousand words long. It's this huge long article, and it's just it. It's the opposite problem that everyone else has. Like thin crap. They have really good content, but it's just too much of it, and people are just not reading. Yeah, you know, I would use Eric Lantry's came up and he was doing his penguin training and he was not penguin panda training. He was talking about pagination and and leveraging that. Uh, that would be pretty good for that long tail stuff. I did my on page SEO guide and that thing was seventeen hundred words and I put it all on one page uh, just because I'm lazy and didn't want to deal with pagination. Uh, you know, but. I can see that. I do that myself. I go to a long form piece of content. I'm not going to read all that crap. I'll skim. <laughs> no, no, I don't have time. If it doesn't have a too long, to, to don't read or bulleted list at the top. It's like, sorry, bye, boo. I don't have time to read this. Yeah. So keep that in mind, folks. Always have a too long, don't read or a bulleted list at the top, telling them exactly the information they're going to get out of that page, and break up your pages logically, and don't be afraid to go for more keywords on more pages. Yeah, you know, you've been to those viral sites where they show that one image, go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next one, and um, there's no reason you can't do that with your own content. I, mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, Neil Patel does that with his his those big old long advanced guys he makes too. So I say implement pagination if you want to take the time to do it. I, but me, I just don't feel like messing with it. So uh, I just do long form content, and if you don't read it, then I don't care. I just, <laughs> <laughs> who cares um, okay so um, Mike Wright asks what do you think about buying guest posts with do follow links to your website I see those on I see these on websites like Fiverr all the time but don't know how well they work um, well I would stay away from Fiverr <laughs> I mean I just said that there's no link penalties and I just said that there's no um, algorithmic link penalties and and quite actually it's it's surprisingly uh, uh, not as risky as you would think, according to our testing. But that being said, I'm still <laughs> going to err on the side of risk mitigation, and I would not buy any links on Fiverr. They're going to be either useless with no juice, uh, or they they could very well get the attention of the manual team. Your links will will bubble up to the manual team if they look too suspect, and all of the common link buying places are going to be what's going to look suspect to Google. So when I'm acquiring links. In a white hat or black hat way, I'm definitely going for links that look completely organic and have complete plausible deniability, where a, a person from Google could look at this link and they will have no way of knowing if this link was purchased or if it was organic. They have no way of knowing. That's the only link that I would try to acquire. Everything else, in my opinion, is going to start becoming more more risky. That doesn't mean you can't do it. Clint's going to about to say, sure, you can do that all you want. 
but but I he, I think you will agree with me that that, it, that you do get more and more shades of risk when you start adding on more and more factors that look like the obvious kind of paid link. Would you agree with that, Clint, or would you disagree? Yeah, you know, I, I don't mess with fiber and link building all that much unless it's something that I really don't want to care about for long term. Uh, if it's a short term project, then I say go for it. Uh, long term. Uh, I would mess with those. Maybe send those to your good tier one links because your tier one links typically, uh, if you're building those right, can handle it, and you'll just boost up the power for this. Um, that might be an option to consider. True, and you know, even if you're not running what is traditionally thought as a PBN, anybody out there, if you already have links pointing to your site, and you're like, I really want to get more juice pointing at my site, but I don't want to point any links at my at my site, my money site. Well then look in your backlink profile and you can always pick some of your, your tier one links, all, all, some of the links pointing to your site, and you can start linking to their pages too. I mean, you, you can make your own PBN if you already have links based on cannibalizing other people's sites. You know, that's the theory behind the IFTT rings that you hear about or building your social social ring of justice or your entity, whatever the hell you want to nickname it. Uh, it's That's the same theory behind it. You build that out to protect your website, and then you send all your stuff to those properties instead. If they burn down a Facebook page, it's cool. You just delete it and make a new Facebook page uh, versus if you burn down your money site, then, you know, it's not that easy. So, um that's that's really how I do all my link building, and you can also use that to hide your PBN links. If you're going to do, you know, five or ten PBN links, and you have a profile with three, four hundred of those social or entity links, whatever you want to call them, uh, it's a lot harder to pick out those five or ten PBN links, and just kind of risk mitigation there. Your ring of social justice. I like the sound of that. Ring of social justice. I'm gonna have a T-shirt made. How <laughs> is that? It's like, like Green Lantern's ring or something. It's the ring of social justice. Um, Kaiser, you asked a question in the chat here. Did you want to turn your microphone on and, and ask it about a developer and an SEO guy? What do you mean? Actually, I am specifically a developer last eight years. So I just okay. What kind of developer are you? Yes, I just switched over the SEO. Uh, or last one year, I saw your uh, first lecture and started the SEO. So I follow your uh, on-page guideline. So I have a one question again. So is the uh, social profile of the uh, uh, writers on your on your website is matter that if mean that I, I am a writer on the on a specific website like uh, uh, development website. So my social the uh, Twitter that I am tweeting uh, uh, according to the uh, development. So is it matter that Google follow that footprint of uh, uh, that writer that he's a, a developer, so he's writing about developing. So is that matter or not? So that's a very good question. And um, many years ago, they used to have something called the, the author markup text, the author markup, where they would actually have HTML that you would put in uh, your anchor tag when you're linking to your social profile, so they could make that association about uh, you know about their entity database of knowing you know this is a page written by Josh Bashinsky who knows about SEO and he knows about martial arts and you know whatever else he's an asshole whatever else you know they, whatever other attributes they they pinned that that thing and not a string. I, I have two ways of answering that question, and then then Clint can can give it give it a shot at answering as well. 
I think they probably uh, they were asked they, they terminated the the author markup uh, years ago, and they were asked why, and Google responded because we know all about it already. We don't need to know. You don't have to actually mark it up. We know who wrote what and what each person is good about. And so to yeah. answer your question, it it might be a very tertiary signal that that would help you rank when they know that that I'm sorry for pronouncing your last name, but is it is Kaiser Shakur? Is that pronounced correct? Yes, sir. Kaiser, Kaiser, yes. <laughs> sorry, but Mr. Shakur, I'll just say Mr. Shakur, when Mr. Shakur, yes. posts, and he's a, he's an authority on PHP, he's an authority on, on JavaScript, whatever it is, yes. it might give you a slight boost in maybe some long tail keywords, but it's definitely not a major signal, and I, and I think that that is true because I was speaking with a Google engineer recently, his name is Paul Haar, he's, an, he's not a webmaster trans analyst, he's actually a Google engineer, we were tweeting back and forth, and he told me, he gave us, he peeled back the curtain a little bit and he showed us, he told us a little bit how the stack works. When, uh, when, when he, what he means by the stack, he means all the algorithms that fit together yeah. all the different uh, uh, factors for ranking when they're preparing the top 100 results to give to you. Yes. And so yes. they have content, then they have links, then they have query deserves freshness, and they have query deserves diversity, then they have personalization, then they have geolocation. Then they have any random ranking experiments they got. Then they have knowledge panel and entity-based stuff. Yes. Knowledge panel and entity-based stuff is at the top end of the stack and has nothing to do with semantic content. And so yes. that's what he said in, in the tweet. And so I strongly doubt they are doing any entity parsing deeper into the stack and know that Mr. Shakur is an expert in PHP. And so we should be ranking his website for PHP stuff when it doesn't say anything about PHP on the page. Does that make sense? Yes, exactly. So I don't, exactly. I don't think so, exactly. but, but Clint, what do, what do you think? Because you do a lot of, Black Hat guys do a lot of what we call entity building, which has nothing to do with what Google would call entity building, but what do you think mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, I think there's something to be said. The author program actually left because they couldn't, they were using the pictures inside of there. That was their, 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 their bait essentially to get people to actually implement it and then they got rid of it. I think there's something to be said that they're still using it. Uh, you know, just doing like a search like Josh Brzezinski search console will kind of, you know, kind of prove that they're still, you know, um, there's still something there because, yeah, in related searches for my name for the longest time, search console was a related search and I couldn't figure out why. Yeah, and when you all surmise, it was because you're always talking about Search Console or you're referencing it at wow. some point or another for something, uh, especially when you're making your arguments for SEO techniques. So I think there's something to be said that authorship still matters, which is why they still use publisher and they're still looking for publisher and schema. Um, Mm -hmm. Does it help with rankings? I really don't think so. I think it just kind of helps narrow you down and for them to figure out what your website is about. So if your yeah. website is about the PHP dev, your social media is all about PHP dev, then your site's probably relevant to PHP dev, and now we'll look at you as a better opportunity to rank versus that being a ranking single all on its own. That's what I think. Yeah, I agree. I think we both agree in that it's not a major signal, though. Yeah, it's not. So when it comes to like, you have eight hours in a day to do SEO and you can build some links and you can improve your content, you should be building links and improving your content. You you don't have to worry about too much. It might, some, some I mean, if Mike and Brad were here from NFG, they might disagree with us because I know they do a lot of courses on entity building and 
in an effort to to make sure your site looks as both semantically related but as professional as possible that you have a fully fledged entity for your 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 local business or whatever it is and so they swear by that kind of stuff uh, well, i don't know what kind of testing essay is done on that um i don't know that would be really hard to test cuz you essentially have to invent a person <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> around a fake keyword is single variable. That'd be really hard to test. I I would have to go <clears throat> with Mike and Brad too, and, and Angel. Uh, those guys really kind of nailed down the entity thing. The Semantic Mastery guys started it, and then I think those guys nailed it down. And it's it's really all about relevance. And you're saying that I am a leader in this market, which in turn makes my content relevant or more likely to be relevant. Mm -hmm. For that and if you're establishing that relevance on your entity sites you're essentially building links back so you're building relevant links back to your website so right that's really how that works out yeah I mean it could just all be semantic latent indexing right you know on the backlink page talking about your entity it's talking about PHP dev and and all the stuff and so that we know for a fact that they read this page and associate some of that semantic with your backlink whatever your anchor text says, pointing back to your page. So that's all it could be, right? So, I mean, it'd be, I think Clint's right. I think it'd be virtually impossible to strip that out and try and test it uh, for us. Google can test it. But at the end of the day, I think it's a practical question. Should I spend time trying to flesh out my entity or should I be building links, acquiring links, uh, improving my conversions and building good content? And at the end of the day, you might be able to do all things at once. I think I'm going to have to, uh, I'm not really disagreeing with Clint, but I think I'm going to have to respectfully disagree as the white hat with that black hat kind of view. And I, I would just spend my time doing content and links. But at, about as Clint pointed out, it might be all one and the same doing the same thing. Does that make sense? Mr. Shakur, whose first name I won't try and butcher anymore. Yes. Yes, exactly. Actually, actually, uh, I am developer. I, I mostly think as a developer. So I created a bot on Twitter that is feeding the tweet, uh, that is feeding the more than 15 uh, accounts uh, at Twitter with artificial intelligence. So Google cannot understand this is a tweet generated by a woman or a bot. So that uh, account I can use as uh, that this type of the author is writing for my site. So that is a gray hat, I think. Well, that's definitely pretty great, Hat. Yeah. Um, thank you for reminding me. That's the other thing I want to say. However, all that conversation we just had about entities. However, it is entirely possible that the entity, um, the entity algorithm, as we SEOs think of it, for relating Josh Bashinsky is a guy who does PHP and does this. That might be in play for when they want to rank Twitter results, right? Yes. Or when they want to rank some social media results. So if you did a yes. search for uh, Josh Bashinsky PHP, they might yes. float your Twitter higher because it says PHP in my description, and and I yes. keep tweeting about PHP. They might want to flip yes. that higher than my Facebook, which I never mention it. I only, I only speak with friends and family, and I do rock band stuff on that. That's exactly where oh, Google is going to start separating the entity subject matters out, so they know whether they should put Facebook up first or Twitter up first. And that would be at the level of the stack that Paul Har talked to me about when they're doing at the top of the stack. They're doing that. That's where they're doing the entity stuff with the knowledge panel stuff and with some of the Twitter and social media. And the very, very after, like they really build the core stack out of like they've always have since 2001 
content links, you know, uh, uh, then query deserves diversity, then query deserves freshness, then personalization, then geolocation, and entity knowledge panel stuff at the very, very top, like the last modification on the stack, and then they ship it out. So that yeah. could, thank you for reminding me, that could very well be where they're doing all that work and probably the, maybe, maybe the only thing they do with it. You want to see yes. that live, just do a Google search for John Mueller at Google, John Mueller at Google, and you'll see how Google is using his, he's established an entity around his brand, his name, uh, and he, they're showing Twitter results as the featured snippet uh, section uh, in that search term. So that's a good example of live for that. That's interesting here. Uh, so let me do that. First off, let me show you a little, little, uh, great little tool. So here's a, a tool from Bright Local, where you can get your local search results, and you enter in your search term. You tell the country where you want to go, and this is a great way of getting around that country code specific stuff they're doing. So I do John Mueller, Google, uh, the United States is fine. I say check search results, and I'll just click page one here. So a little plug for Bright Local there, because it's great. So now I'm searching .com, which is it would have sent me to .ca if I hadn't done that. And also it's using unknown. So it put in, I'm just lazy. It just, it just put in the proper URL parameters. The, uh, the uh, PWS equals zero, so no personalization. And the GL equals US, to put me in the US. And the H, the language issue is EN. I'm just too lazy to do that. <laughs> <laughs> So um, yeah, you're right. So Clint's right. It, it does put the Twitter up first. Even if you put Google here, it knows that even though I might have been looking for his Google Plus here, it's like, no, uh, I'm going to put Twitter up here because it, it, it thinks that John Mueller is more active on Twitter. And it's probably right. It's probably right. As much as John Mueller is on Google Plus to answer questions from people, uh, he's been on his Twitter all, you know, two hours ago, three to five minutes ago. Which is interesting. It's it's pretty late where he is that he's still on his Twitter. Assuming he's in Switzerland right now. So yeah, that I think that's a good example. I think you're right there. Uh, I think you're right there, Clint. Okay, what other questions do we have here from folks? Let me see here. Uh, Michael asks. Oh, hold on. I don't want to miss anybody here. Uh, Darlene Hanshit says, I have a law firm ranking without actively finding any links. We have some, but worked on technical SEO and other factors. We were able to rank them on first page, low first page, albeit. So Darlene, you're absolutely right. Um, depending on how, how big your town is, like if there's a small, I grew up in a, a city called Winnipeg, which is about a million population, so it's a pretty fairly large town. But there's a town, just two hours away, there's a town called Brandon. It's only got like 40,000 people or whatever it is, 80,000 people. Sorry, Brandon, if I'm getting your population wrong. Or Portage Prairie. There's only about 80,000 people there. So if you're a, a lawyer in Portage Prairie, uh, you can easily rank on page one without any links at all because it's such a small, small niche. But if you try to rank Divorce Lawyer Winnipeg or Divorce Lawyer Vancouver, Divorce Lawyer Seattle, getting closer to uh, slightly closer to where, where, where Clint is, you're going to need some links because <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of people <laughs> and they know about SEO and it's more competitive. And so it's even artificially inflated that they've all been buying links they've all been acquiring links and so maybe half of those links are discounted by google because they can see how fake they are but the other half are not and so they're gonna have some link juice that you're gonna have to compete with um but yeah you definitely can uh, I mean, in my neighborhood, you're going to need links. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try ranking diverse lawyer Los Angeles. You're going to need some link juice. 
like crazy. And the question is, how do you get that link juice? Um, uh, Michael, I guess is how you, uh, Mitchell. Michael, I'm uh, sorry for uh, mispronouncing your name. I've already butchered Mr. Shakur's name. Uh, he says, hello, I have two sites. They're both in the same niche. Site A has a lot of traffic, 50K per month. Site B is a new site. I want to promote site B on site A. Site A has approximately 200 articles. What's the best way to promote site B on site A? Link to site B in every article. I'll let Clint say what he thinks first, and then I'll say what I say. We'll see if it's the same thing. Yeah, I think you could do that. As long as... You're not, because technically you're not a PBN. It's natural that you're going to own one or two sites. So, that, you know, if you don't care, you want to keep site live, site A live, but site B is going to be your new project, I say go for it. I say link from the pages to the relevant pages on the other site. As long as the relevancy is there, they really don't have anything to complain about. Technically, you didn't buy the links. Uh, and so, and you're not, doing it at a, like an obnoxious scale with a hundred sites that are linking back to sites. So I would, yeah, I, I'd say go for it. And the white hat, does he agree with the black hat or not? Yes, he does. In this case, I'd say, yeah, it's one site. Um, Google is well aware that, that a lot of companies own, you know, two sites and they will link back and forth. You can even do a footer link if you want. Um, if you wanted to be super careful about it, if you're worried about it, this is how you would do it. On your index page on site A, you would in the middle of the content, you'd also say something like, you know, and visit our other site, you know, for this. And in the middle, that would pass the majority of the page rank anyway, from the index page on site A to site to the index page on site B. Uh, you could do, or or you could do footer links, or you could selectively link a few pages, including the index page. But I would do either all, I would do either a domain-wide link or an index page link. I would not do this. I would not some little sub page on your site a that has barely any page rank i would i wouldn't make a little link from there to your site b because that's just not passing enough page rank you might as well go for more page rank at that point would you agree with that clint yeah there would be no point in doing that the only reason you would do that that i can see is if you created a site-wide footer link and then aimed it at that one internal page and then aim that one internal page to your new website that would be the only reason to do it that I could think of to do it that way. So yeah, like you know, adding that in content thing, just doing like what Mashable does, go in there and do what Mashable does. They do the same thing uh, that you're talking about. That internal read more or for more information about kind of link. Uh, that would be yeah, that's that's a good option too. I think in content backlink would probably be better. Um, that's how I would do it. I would do it in the content. And quite frankly, because it's one link, you might even be able to get away with doing some partial match or even exact match in the link. Um, yeah, for sure. Depending on what site B is about. Mm -hmm. um, if site A is your information site and site B is your sales site, so much the better. Because you could be like, you know, you know, so uh, information about redapples.com. And in, in the index page, it says if you want to buy red apples, and buy red apples would be the link to your buyredapples.com site. That would be perfect. It would be perfectly natural, and you would get the best bang for your buck in terms of page rank. And in terms of uh, of the of the anchor text, if that makes any sense, Michael. Derek gave an example: Storage Kings. He said, "Look at he said, look at how they're doing it, and they've done that. Basically, what we're talking about here. So, go reverse engineer Storage Kings and learn things." <laughs> there you go. It even rhymed. <laughs> there you go. Chris Brown uh, asks, "Any clue as to what would cause a site to lose a knowledge panel?" Yeah. 
if you have if you're hit by a panda, if you're hit by a quality algorithm, you will lose the your knowledge snippet. Uh, Eric Lantry's also mentioned. Sorry, click go ahead. Click through rate for that search term can be changed so Google doesn't want to show it anymore. There's probably a, a threshold that they, I, I would imagine, if it was me, I would have done that. I would have put a click through rate. If this certain click through rate wasn't uh, met, I would have taken the, the knowledge graph for that off for that search term thing too. So it could be just something that you have no control over whatsoever. It could be. They could be doing uh, an experiment. They might decide that that query doesn't deserve a knowledge panel anymore. You're absolutely right, Clint. Uh, if it's so, if it's so ignoring all the stuff that you can't control, Chris, the stuff you can control, you could have a technical problem. Maybe you serve too many 500 level errors. Uh, maybe you have too many p comments on your page saying, uh, I, I hate this is not any good. Or uh, so check your comments on your page or you have a quality problem. John Mueller has mentioned many times that you know, a lot of people have come on and complained, where'd my knowledge panel go? And the first thing he says is, well, you have to make sure your quality is of, of blah, 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 blah. So uh, if you don't know about any of those things, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com and I can uh, maybe do an audit and check out to see what's what's going on there, technical or quality-based stuff. Um, it was a branded uh, knowledge panel as well. Yeah, so that's that's definitely quality. As far as I'm concerned, that's quality. And you need to you need to fix that. If you don't fix that, then you're you're not going to have ranking problems. True, too. Yeah. If you if you lost your branded knowledge panel, they they don't trust you. Yeah. No. <laughs> now <laughs> you've got a problem. Uh, James asks, "Where's Clint's on-page SEO guide?" Uh, just Google Digital Ear on-page SEO, and it's the number one there. There you go. And that's what he said. That's what he said in the chat afterwards. There's there's coherence. It makes sense. <laughs> um, Ahmed asks, sir, will you analyze my site, please? I will gladly do so, but we're running out of time for this hangout. Email me at joshpachinsky at gmail.com, and I will try to analyze your sites and give you audits and help you guys out as much as I can, uh, uh, either for free, really quickie, if there's something easy, or I have paid options as well if you need that kind of stuff. Uh, Quack 3 design says, hey, I'm here. Never get here live. Well, you're here. Congratulations. <laughs> you get to hear our bad jokes live <laughs> as opposed to hours after the fact. Let me see if there's any other questions I can find. Um, Dcard asked, Clint, how many social profiles do you add to your if this then that syndication network apart from the main ones? Uh, basic one is uh, exactly what Sigmatic Mastery teaches in their syndication academy. Uh, and then I've added my own using Snap as a plugin. You can do your own research on that. Uh, so that's added to it. And then I've added some properties from Zapier. Uh, based off of using a set of web twos that I know that aren't being automated by uh, software. Uh, and no, I won't give out that list. Um, but you guys can do your, your own research, make your own version of that because there's a lot of people doing those IFTT wings. So you need to be smart and creative and make your own version and then don't tell anyone else about it. Do you think that's going to get saturated now, Clint, and, and maybe it's time to move on to another uh, strategy? Or No, I don't think so because really if you're building those right and you're not using software, you're interlinking them and you're establishing your entity with those. And all of that juice kind of throws through you and you're using it to promote your brand. Uh, so you're using them as they were intended. Uh, and that's really how you protect yourself. People that get burned by those IFTT networks are the ones that are using software and just creating them based off the keywords. 
and they're not set up right and they're just spam junk which you know i use spam junk too but i just wouldn't use those on my money tonight so right <laughs> yes don't put don't point spam junk <laughs> tip of the day don't point spam junk from a software piece of software to your money site <laughs> don't do that. really know what you're doing so you know there's still people and i still rank websites with gsa seer uh use seo autopilot and there's a couple other ones out there i even have an sem or se uh membership uh i know um so if you know what you're doing and your tolerance level is significantly uh higher then go for it but for the most part as a general rule don't use software on your website yeah uh, I would say that the only piece of software you could use with complete confidence, quite frankly, that I know of is Cora. Yeah. And that's Cora. technically not even on your website. <laughs> no, because Cora doesn't do anything to your website at all. All Cora does is tell you what everyone else is doing and the levels you want to be at. So if you guys don't know what Cora is, go back. I'm not going to say anything about it. I, we talk about Cora probably too much. Go back and watch previous videos about Cora and you can check it out. And it's a great piece of software. It's, it's the only piece of software that I would recommend for SEO that is like an autopilot SEO that kind of just tells you what to do and you don't even have to think. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a good question where Clint and I are going to disagree entirely in a friendly way. Uh, Clown Baby asks, do you still recommend PBNs for higher rankings? Uh, I'll answer my version first. No, uh, I, would, I wouldn't use PBNs for higher rankings. Uh, quite frankly, theoretically speaking, if I had to acquire big quotations, big air quotes. If I had to acquire links for a client, I would maybe maybe purchase them. I would acquire them from uh, unique looking blogs, uh, high authority newspaper, actual newspapers uh, pages, or, or I would have the contacts to get uh, place links on blogs or place links on newspapers. They would be expensive, but they would be, uh, uh, they would have great plausible deniability and they'd have great juice and they'd be great links. However, that being said, that only works for a certain kind of uh, brand of site. If I'm trying to rank my herbalviagra.com site, no newspaper is going to link to that site, and no high-end blog is going to want to link to it either. They will reject me, right? I won't even be able to give them money for those links. They'll say no, forget it. So in that being said, I might have to do some kind of PBN. I might have to start doing some of the black hat stuff that, that Clint's talking about. Not that Clint ranks sites for Herbal Viagra. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, if he does, good for him because it makes a lot of money, I'll tell you. Uh, but so it depends on the, it, it, to tell you the truth, Clown Baby, it depends entirely on the kind of site. If you have a re reputable site, you can get reputable links, uh, I think, easier than, than building your own PBN and probably cheaper at the end of the day uh, uh, that won't have a footprint that could be easily found by Google. But if you don't have a reputable looking site, you might have to go that route. At least that's my take. Now Clint will totally disagree, or maybe maybe he won't. Who knows? No, I'm kind of in line with you. If it's a money site you really care about and the pockets are deep enough, then you need to go after buying some of those really good links. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, if you're going to decide whether you're going to use PBNs or not and you're going to buy them, I wouldn't buy them from anybody that sells publicly uh, because eventually those are going to get burned out. And it's most of those people – yeah, most of those people just create those websites for the purposes of only link building, and there's actually zero attention to detail in those things, and they're going to get burned. Um, so I would uh, find people that you trust, one, uh, and more importantly, that knowing that you trust them, make it so that they uh, 
know for a fact that if they are selling to bulk, it's not they're not advertising. So, like Diggity, Matt Diggity, for example, he's a famous PPN seller. I've used his links. His links were okay, and I did get some value from him. But then I bought some more, and I didn't get no value at all. And then his, you know, we're opening privately happens every thirty days. So there's tons of people using his network, and I just don't buy them from him anymore. I just buy it from people who have their own legitimate private blog network. Private means I'm not selling the shit to God and everybody, uh, and mm -hmm. that's the way you should do it if you want to be safe. If you I don't agree. care, again, if you don't care and it's a site you're ready to just turn and burn, then go to Black Hat World and buy some from them and rank, make some money, and then rebuild a new site. No doubt, no doubt. John... Does your does your microphone finally work? No, <laughs> we can't hear you at all. We hear a little whisper. Like it sounds like a some kind of distortion. So, so thank you for trying, Sean. But it's the end of the show. Maybe you can join next time. Uh, it's like we planned that like it's a some kind of a uh, some kind of joke bit. At least it worked out that way. Uh, last question that we're going to answer today is DW. Uh, it says, what is an SEO? I just seen this live stream and joined. Okay, well, welcome to the show. SEO stands for search engine optimization. Basically, what we do is we take websites and we make them rank higher in Google, sometimes Bing, although not a lot of people use Bing, and we make a lot of money doing it. We rank our own sites uh, that have affiliate offers or we can resell products on them, or uh, some SEOs are in-house. They work for a company like Coca-Cola has their own SEO. Walmart has their own SEO. And they help their websites rank higher in Google. And uh, there's consultant SEOs and uh, SEOs for hire, like such as myself and Clint, who uh, we uh, try and make client websites rank higher. We make our own websites rank higher, either for, with affiliate uh, links or, or uh, any other kind of offer like that. So that's what we do. It's been around for about 20 years. Uh, I'm more of the white hat-ish kind of risk mitigation area. Clint dabbles into the more of the black hat-ish area, although we both overlap quite a bit. And so, uh, should you need any SEO services, <laughs> here, here we here we, we we stumble into the upsell. <laughs> if you need any <laughs> SEO services, you can contact me at joshpachinski at gmail.com. I'd be more. Uh, all joking aside, I would be more than happy to help your SEO needs. Uh, joshpachinski at gmail.com. If you want more SEO information, you can follow me on Twitter at joshpachinski. And you can watch more videos like this with SEO secrets, the real uh, dirt on what's going on in the industry, backed up by experiments and real-world uh, uh, knowledge uh, at youtube.com slash jbashins. And Clint, I'll let you give out your contact information as well for the more black blacky hattery side of things. Yeah, you know, if you're looking for SEO services and you guys just want us to do it for you, you can reach me at info at over-the-top-seo. Uh, if you're looking for some white label stuff or maybe your risk tolerance is a little bit higher, you can reach me over at Digital Ear. Um, just kind of keep those two separate just so I know where it's coming from before you get through. <laughs> <laughs> so your 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 money site that you can never lose doesn't get 150,000 GSA links pointed at it. Yeah. <laughs> Although we we rank sites that way. We, we've never been able to do negative SEO. But, but anyway, that's, that's besides the point. Okay, so really, you just gotta. You know, I think it's in, at the end of the day, just kind of separate that. I haven't been doing the, probably a really good job of that, and maybe reiterating that I, I am probably more white hat than I am black hat, uh, in particular when it comes to anything that I really care about. And what I mean is, if I really care about is a client site or uh, a site I'm making money with. So, true, 
And at the end of the day, to say the same thing, if you need me to acquire links for you, <laughs> I am more than happy to acquire links for you. So the distinction between white hat and black hat is probably completely Blurred. more or less 90% <laughs> broken at this point. But, but there, is a, there is a difference. I, I don't really do PBN stuff. Uh, uh, that, that is definitely more Clint. Uh, so anyway, and I don't, I, don't even, I don't know what an IFTT ring is. It sounds like an onion ring to me, and it sounds delicious. I mean, I know theoretically what it is. I've played with that for a long time, but I wouldn't be the guy. So, John, what's your final words when we when we leave today? <laughs> yeah, nothing. We can't hear you. All right. Next time, John, we'll have a microphone where we can hear what he wants to say. Thank you, Mr. Shakur, for all your questions. I won't butcher your first name again. Thank you all for watching, and watch again next week, same time, 1 p.m. Pacific, where we will give you more secrets, tips, and tricks. And as I always say, good luck in the service. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys.